Hello and welcome, you're listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany Wright. Hello, thank you so much for returning to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany. It's so much appreciate you coming back week after week and listening to all of these amazing episodes and hopefully they're giving you a little bit of insight if you are thinking about applying to work at summer camp and even if you haven't pulled the trigger yet or have some ifs and buts all is good hopefully I'm helping you get excited and maybe you want to pull the trigger soon just kidding um so today's episode is all about answering amazing questions that you have put in my DMs. You've asked me some really great questions, actually. And not just one of you have asked me these questions. A lot of people have similar questions that they want answering. So that is what today's episode is all about. I'm going to read off a question and give you some answers and hopefully give you a bit of clarity, calm down those nerves. And so we'll just go straight into it. Okay, so the first question is, how long does it take to be placed at summer camp? Great question. Now, this is very varied and every applicant experience is totally different. So I'm just going to try and cover all the bases here. So first things first, what you should know about the summer camp recruitment process. So basically, summer camp starts recruiting in their off season and that is traditionally between November all the way through until February okay so every summer camp is different and traditionally they reach out to their returning staff members first and even some camps reach out to campers that are transitioning into staff first and they take the time to interview all of those returning staff members first. And dependent on the size of their camp, this could range from anywhere from 40 staff members to hundreds of staff members, dependent on how big their camp is. Now, after they've completed all of that, they can see where their staffing gaps are. And then, and only then, is when they turn to summer camp agencies. And then that's where your application comes in. So you can see there's a little bit of time before they even turn to summer camp agencies to see if you're placed or not. Okay, so I can even pull out from my experience that I finished off my camp application um, in November. This is for my second camp. I finished my application in November and I waited all the way through until March until I got placed. And it's a waiting game. I totally understand. It sends a bit of butterflies. You think, what is wrong with my application? But don't worry. Do not worry. Like, yes, check your emails, check your spam, check your junk folder, make sure nothing has gone into there. But honestly, do not worry. It's okay if you haven't been placed between November to February more than likely a big pool of those summer camps haven't even thought about hiring yet. They're still like coming down from the summer before, 
not all camp directors are full time for their camp. They could have another job as well. So every camp is totally different. Um, and I would say, trust the process. Okay. Please know that every camp agency, whichever one that you've applied to, is finding the best fit for you and their camps that they work alongside based on what you have said in your application. Okay, so trust the process. Okay, I know the waiting game is a pain, like you've put your money up front and you want results. However, getting placed is something not to rush. Camps want to make the best decision for their camp, their campers, their families, but they also want to make sure that you are the right fit for them in the same way that you want to make sure that camp is the right fit for you. Okay, so it's all okay. Take a deep breath. Everything's great. And if you have any questions about your application or if you think it's taking a really long time, just write an email to your summer camp agency and just be like, hi, I noticed I haven't had heard anything from you guys. How's my application going? Is there anything I can do to speed this along? Um, and maybe they'll give you some insights on your application. Maybe they'll help you with your application if you need to add anything else or maybe change your skills or maybe make it more skill specific. They are the experts. That's what you're paying them for, okay? So if you are having a little inkling or you feel like it's gone on too long, reach out to them. They're there to serve you, to help make sure that you are best suited. Okay, so the next question that I have is, am I working 24 seven? And off the bat, no, you're not working 24 seven, but on paper, it could look a lot like that, but take a deep breath, it's not like that, it's all okay. But yes, you are responsible for campers, and at times, it might just be you, because your co-counselor might be on a day off that day, um, but don't worry, you will get days off. From my experience, you'll get one day off a week. Um, it's dependent on how your camp is set up. It might be every Saturday you get the day off if you're a weekly camp, or if you work at day camps, you could get Saturday and Sunday off. Or if you work at an overnight camp that is seven, eight, nine weeks, it could be you get, say you're there for a seven week camp, you get six days off to use however you would like. Um, so it all depends on your camp setup. So you don't need to be overwhelmed. Like, am I working 24 seven? Like, don't worry about it. Most camps generally say, like when you're in, in camp, you're working. But however, there's lots and lots of gray in that statement. That's not 100% true 100% of the time. Like camps have built into their schedule time that is dedicated for downtime, that is dedicated for rest, like a rest hour or a siesta. Um, camp directors know that camps are busy places. And you and campers need moments of the day to lay down, come up for air, have a bit of a rest, recharge your batteries. And so they're built into that schedule. 
There are also times where you can personally take like some rest and relaxation, period off here or there, um, and also have time to enjoy the camp's property and let off some steam and do what you want to do. And this could be like going to swim in the lake, or it could be going to work out, um, or it could be relaxing with friends. It could be going to the Wi-Fi cafe and getting in contact with home. Whatever it may look like to you, there are times that you can come up for air and rest. You are not working 24-7 at camp. Do not worry. You're going to have time to rest. And even if that small amount of time isn't enough, speak out. Speak to your supervisor and say, hi, I'm really, you know, I feel like for me, I'm not getting the most out of my rest time or I need some extra downtime and they will support you. So do not worry, you are not working 24 seven. Okay, this question is, I've just been placed, now what do I do? And firstly, congratulations, you've been placed, that's amazing. Um, but that's just the beginning of your adventure. But don't get overwhelmed, that's, it's all okay. So I would keep up with your emails because it doesn't matter if they're from your future employer, if they're from your summer camp agency, if it's from camp, um, they don't just send emails for the sake of it. They're all important. They're either telling you to do something or informing you about something important. So make sure you keep up to date with your emails. You actually read your emails. You don't just open them and forget about them because I know I do that a lot. Um, so first things first, keep up with your emails. Second thing in line with that is keep up to date with your application. Now, if you apply through a summer camp agency, you have like a camp portal. Um, and you know, they have things that tell you that you need to upload this or this part is missing. Um, so make sure that you tackle those things. That is your to-do list. Okay. They, are great at breaking down these items and making it more manageable and digestible for you. That's what you pay for. Um, they also have great step-by-step -step guides. So if you are overwhelmed, if you don't know if you need to fill out that form or you don't know where to upload something or you're having a technical issue, reach out to them. That's what you're paying them for, okay? So make sure you keep up to date with your application they'll help you and make sure that it's the smoothest possible way to get you to summer camp. Next thing is get organized. Like there's random things that need checking off your list before you go to a summer camp. So what are the personal things you need to get done before going to camp? And these things include applying for a police check and getting an international police check done. Maybe it might be scheduling a medical checkup to make sure everything is all good. Um, it might even be if you're going to the States to book a visa appointment um, at the US Embassy so that you actually get your visa so you can go to camp. Um, making sure your passport is even in date for your travels. Like make sure you have the right amount of time for the country you're going to left on your passport. And these are the type of things that you definitely shouldn't procrastinate on as things with government, legal stuff, doctors, everything like that takes time. 
So make sure that once you get placed, you get a jump on those things. Even if you haven't been placed yet, still get a jump on those things. Like there's certain things that you can do before you even got placed. Um, so your police check, your medical check, um, making sure your passport is ready. Like there are things that you can do before you've been placed. So that is don't procrastinate, definitely get those things doing. Also, another thing that you can do is keep an eye out and make sure that you attend any pre-camp training. Anything that your camp is setting up, any training event, any meetup, anything like that, make sure that you can attend these because there's a reason that they're doing it. Even if it's just to put a name to a face, even if it's to meet people that are in the same boat as you, definitely make sure that you make the effort to attend any of these things, be it virtual, be it going for an afternoon, your summer camp agency might give you some stuff. Um, it's great. It's always a bonus to learn a bit of knowledge before you arrive. It's great to put names to faces. And in all honesty, it sets a really, really good first impression that you're committed to working at the summer camp. You're committed to this role, this job, because you're attending the training before you even fly out there. So it's a really, really good first impression. And lastly is you've been placed, so get involved. Like there's so many social media groups, be active in group chats. Um, like I said, if possible, attend any pre-camp training, any social gatherings. Getting involved doesn't just mean turning up or like looking at the notification and it pings and it looks like you've read it. Like it means being present. You might wanna ask a question you might want to get to know the people you're going to be living with and working with all summer long. So make sure that you are the person that we go, oh yeah, I remember them. They said something funny that day or they put a funny meme in the group chat. Um, or, oh yeah, they seem really, really nice. Uh, make sure you're one of those people and not, oh, I don't think I know that person. Did they come to anything? oh, I don't know, I can't can't really remember. So get your feelers out there, get involved. These are the people that you're gonna be leaning on and working with all summer long. These people could become your, your friends, uh, some really close friends at the end of the day. So you've been placed, make sure that you go through and check all of those boxes. Okay, this next question is about travel after camp. So the question is, am I allowed to extend my 30 days of travel if I want to stay in the US longer? This is a great question. One that I asked my summer camp agency myself. Um, and the short answer is no, you can't extend it because the summer camp visa is called a J1 visa um, and you're only allowed to stay 30 days after the end of your contract. However, there are ways that you can extend your time longer. Another way to extend it is by going to the border um, of the US to either Canada or Mexico. And at the end of your 30 days, um, go over the border um, and enter either Canada or Mexico 
um, or any other different country as a visitor and then fly back and carry on your journey as a visitor on an ESTA, an E-S-T-A visa, which is the visitor visa of the States. And you get 90 days on that visa. So you can carry on to your heart's content. I know lots of people um, go up to Niagara Falls, up in Buffalo, in New York State, and see the falls from the New York side. You then go across the bridge um, into Canada, see the falls from the Canadian side, um, and then come back in to US as a visitor on their Esther, and they carry on traveling. And that is one way that you can extend your visa without staying there illegally, without overstaying your welcome. Um, I know other people that do it in Seattle over to Vancouver. Um, some people like to take a nice breather from backpacking life and go to a Caribbean island or to Mexico for like a four day all inclusive. That's also something that you can do. It's a really, really nice way to decompress after the summer. Um, go somewhere all inclusive and lounge and be waiting on hand and foot and then go back in backpacking and travel and do everything that you need to do. So that is what I suggest if you want to travel longer than 30 days. So this question is one that I get frequently, no matter what year I get this question and it's okay, do I pack in a suitcase or do I pack in a backpack? Luggage is luggage at the end of the day, right? And it, I suggest you do in whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, I know that the first time I ever went to summer camp, I did a suitcase. I did a hard shell suitcase. Um, I saw pictures of my camp before I was going and all of the paths were paved. So taking a suitcase was fine for when I was at camp. And then after my camp travels, it got a little bit trickier. Um, I went backpacking around the States for 30 days after my first summer camp experience. And it was hard to look around a suitcase. You realize that not every city's transportation is like London's. It's not like the tube and that aren't escalators going up and down from the subway line. Um, roads and paved and pavements are not the same. They're not paved, they're not level. Um, and a suitcase is heavy and they're very temperamental and can get broken. Like I found out the first time. Um, so I, again, I've tried both. I've also done the backpack option and I did the backpack option and realized I bought so much stuff on my travels that I couldn't actually fit it into my backpack. Um, I had to leave stuff at camp. Luckily I returned the following year so I could collect my belongings again. But I had to leave some stuff at camp and I went backpacking around um, the northeast of North America. So Toronto, Boston, New York, Philly, Washington DC, Niagara Falls. Um, and I did all of that with a backpack. And it was great, but as I was going from city to city to city, I 
struggled with keeping my dirty clothes away from my clean clothes. I struggled with buying stuff along my travels and get, making it fit. Um, and as the time went on, I got tired. And I got tired lugging my backpack from underneath a bus on a Greyhound to back on my back to walking around New York um, to not being able to check in yet. So having it on my back um, and just little things like that. And I also struggled when I was in hostels when I was backpacking with my backpack um, because I couldn't lock it up the same way as I could a luggage, like a suitcase. Um, I felt, you know what, even if I put locks on it, someone could easily, with a knife, just nick it and go through my bag. And I didn't feel confident with a backpack. Now, some hostels do have lockers and you can put your stuff in the locker, lock it up, go out, enjoy your day. You can even have private rooms and not have to worry about that. But that was just something that was on my mind. So it's all up to you. It's all up to your preference. It's all up to what you feel comfortable with. But no, like some camps are not beautifully paved like my first camp I went to. Some of them are outdoor um, and the wheels might not do great um, on unfinished roads, dusty roads. But then on the flip side, are, are you able to carry around a full backpack around on your travels? Is that something that you want to, do you feel strong enough you can do that? Do you want to make sure that you are able to carry your belongings? Because at the end of the day, if you wanna save money, you're gonna be using public transport to get from your place to the airport or your place to the bus station, the train station, wherever you're going. And you need to be able to, to know that you can carry your own stuff. So I would say whatever you feel comfortable with is what you should go with. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany. You can find me on social media. I am Brit in the six on all my socials. Also, you'll be able to find me on my website where my blog is www.brit in the six.com. Thank you very much and see you next time.